Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week, uh, because we're all about to go to war with Russia, Oof. we watched the 1984 classic Red Dawn. Um, <laughs> I was reading that they used that as um, like to name some kind of attack in the Gulf War. Like they actually use the name of the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I assume it's called Red Dawn because of communism, right? Yeah. Got it. Because Dawn is a famous yes. communist, communist teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was my favorite. Stalin. She was my favorite communist babysitter's club babysitter. Yep, exactly. Dawn. That's how Always this whole podcast trouble. is going to mm-hmm. go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, to uh, to get us started, we've got uh, an intro from a relative of mine. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You have so, relatives? I do have relatives. Okay. I mean, it's very the That's a necessity. <laughs> I know. Necessity. We're always learning something new about you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, without further ado, uh, here is Chrissy S. Hi, is it for real listeners? This is Chrissy, more famously known as Philip's cousin. I've been given the distinct honor of doing the intro for the classic but often overlooked masterpiece that is Red Dawn. The original, not that silly remake from 2012 that I never saw. Red Dawn came out when I was, I think I was like 11, so I didn't really see it in the theater. This was the first movie to come out with the PG-13 rating. I googled it and found that out. Um, So I remember seeing it for the first time on cable TV when I was in maybe 8th grade. I could have been a freshman in high school, so we're talking around 1986, 1987. This was before the official end of the Cold War, and so while, you know, there was all this talk of the new perestroika... Um, and Gorbachev was promoting Glasnost. We had also just recently bombed Afghanistan for the first time, and Castro was reasserting his centralized authority and really touting the correct path to socialism. Uh, First nod to how the movie had its finger on the pulse of American fears at the time. Um, This movie's basically about a group of high school kids and one older brother who escaped to the mountains one day when World War III breaks out in their rural Colorado town. Uh, They end up smack in the middle of enemy-occupied territory. And, you know, over the next, I don't know if it's 90 minutes or or so, they proceed to pick apart the Russians and the Cuban forces. It is the Russians and the Cubans that have teamed up. Um, Apparently, Europe decided not to come help us the way they helped them once or twice. We helped them once or twice. Um, And so when all of the adults that might stir up trouble are put in these re-education camps or outright shot, uh, these kids kind of uh, rally around and come to the rescue. There is one interesting, really serious conspiracy theory nod, I think I remember in this, um, that's gained traction again today about how the dangers of making people register their weapons will come back to haunt us. Um, It's one of the things that makes it still relevant because people still believe that. But um, basically, this movie has everything, right? It's the communist Red Scare, it's patriotism, survival skills, brotherly love and conflict, some platonic intergenerational crushes, there's rocket-propelled grenades, there's a tenacious high school mascot whose name sows fears into the communist troops, and overall a star-studded cast. This cast alone is worth watching this movie. You've got Patrick Swayze. That's it. You've got Patrick Swayze. 
But you also have Patrick Swayze and C. Thomas Howell, right? They're teaming up again after their triumph in the Outsiders the previous year. You've got Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey a full three years before Dirty Dancing and two years before Jennifer Grey was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You've got Charlie Sheen before he was winning and before he flirted with Jennifer Grey in the police station in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You've got Leah Thompson before her Back to the Future fame, before Some Kind of Wonderful, another seriously great movie, um, and before she was Howard the Duck's girlfriend. There are some adults, too, besides Patrick Swayze, of course, who I think was in his 30s in this movie. But um, you've got Harry Dean Stanton. You've got Powers Booth. Really, really star-studded cast. It's just an all-around good time with gunfire and kids thrust into adulthood and communism and lots of explosions and Patrick Swayze. I hope you enjoy Red Dawn as much as I always do. Thanks. All right. What an intro. (laughs) That is the pep talk. That is the pep talk we need before doing this movie. (laughs) And I can tell you what my bummer is going to be is that I didn't watch this movie with Chrissy S. Um, because I adore her and like, I can already tell that she would have made watching this movie. She would have really enhanced the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that enthusiasm alone is, is making this movie so much brighter and And like the geopolitical context. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, right. (laughs) I was having a hard time. I will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why why is that russian so tan with a mustache right. and speaking yeah. spanish no it took right. me a second as well it's like oh yeah putting my mind back into that um so yeah i guess we'll jump into our levels then um oh right i will jump off and say my level is red scorpion um mm, because okay. i've actually never seen red dawn either this one or the remake um mm. this is it's been a hole in my sort of pop culture repertoire for a long time i've seen red red scorpion which i'm threatening um yes. uh <laughs> y'all with at some future point uh Thre- to threaten con- after an assault an aggression <laughs> yeah. threatened after an attack it's a strange strategy <laughs> no like we're bleeding stay down, we're bleeding. Stay down. Stay down. <laughs> yeah it's uh, only a foot it, on the neck <laughs> yeah uh but it, I, yeah so i like i said i'm i'm new to this movie um i've heard like the references a long time but yeah this is new to me my um, will be this yeah. is not this is not dirty dancing <laughs> because I didn't I saw on the, on IMDb that Jennifer Grey uh, was in this movie um, as was Leah Thompson and I just had no idea how they were going to fit into this movie and I got terrified when we first got introduced to them they were just going to become like sex sex slaves <laughs> to these teenage boys that really concerned me pleasantly sort of surprised they weren't um yeah but i have never heard of this movie i've never dreamed of this movie i've never thought of this movie there's no way i would have watched this movie had philip not <laughs> chosen it for this hey, podcast blame putin man blame yeah, that's true putin. um this was so far off my like pointy radar that detects you in the middle of a forest you know what i mean <laughs> it's just so far off it um and and i i have had a history of speaking about my dislike of violence uh that stems back to uh real world westeros um yeah. this is not that's new right that's so true. this is not up my alley but we'll, we'll get into that we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah um 
I think I'm going to make my level uh, yellow jackets because I've spent the better part of the past like four days watching binging the show yellow jackets i've yet to see it showtime well i won't spoil it um yeah do not but but i will say that like because of that um there are some parallels i mean you'll know by reading anything about yellow jackets that the 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 wilderness like being in the wilderness kind of thing and like i just i could not grasp the tone of this movie and at every turn i was just like I was so wrong about what was going to happen um, because I've never, ever seen it and I've never, ever heard of it. And I, I was telling Bridget before we started the podcast, I kept on trying to like fit it into a John Hughes movie or like a Brat Pack or honestly the Yellow Jacket. So like I just had such little context for this film that it it made it like hard to understand. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think it's, we're going to get value from this in that I think it puts context on how sort of yeah. the shift in movies changed. I mean, this right. is wholeheartedly an early eighties movie, whereas a lot of, yeah. there's such a different tone to the late eighties. Oh yeah. Um, that wasn't it, a review by the way. Um, I mean, it's nor good nor bad that I couldn't understand it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just saying it's, it, it like, cause I'm going to be talking about this a lot of just how the tone. Yeah. Between the early 80s and the late 80s. Because there's a ton of war movies that are like this. They're just so serious. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, let's. It was dark and serious. That was interesting, though, about it being the first PG-13 movie. I didn't realize that that was a thing. And for the other fun fact, the most violent movie. uh... Yeah. To date, <laughs> with a lot of gongs. Ding. Uh, to Ding. date, Ding, fun facts. Uh, had like the most uh, violent episodes of any movie so far, just because, yeah, it had the most acts of violence, and it was something like it averaged two per minute <laughs> for the entire film two acts of violence per minute. So it's pretty in, intense. I mean, the one thing that, like, Bridget, like, the one thing I did know about this movie was that it was like the precursor to Dirty Dancing, and that Patrick. Swayze and Jennifer Grey brought with them some like bad attitude. I read this when we were doing Dirty mm-hmm, Dancing mm-hmm. that they like hated each other. And it was like, I was watching this movie of like, did they even speak to each other? No, <laughs> like, they did like, not. They are so far apart. They are a mile apart. He needs binoculars to see her like in this movie. So I'm like, they did wow. not speak to each other at all. Nobody spoke to each other except some really intense crying. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll get into those. But uh, just another fun fact. So the director <laughs> yeah. put Patrick Swayze in charge of everyone on set. So he was, they sort it of seemed. made it military. And so he yeah. was sort of this boss. And I think a lot of people bristled under that. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I was reading well, that. He was, was 30. Him, but it was, yes, yeah, true. But like whoever um, the, whoever like the drill sergeant was, like they were doing boot camp and they, they he would only let them eat if they'd earned it it sounded like oh the actors God. actually did yeah yeah like so no wonder but then i was Too reading that thompson said that was the most fun she'd ever had on a set <laughs> i've always wanted to go to boot camp like um yeah, i want to get succeed. hired for a movie go to boot camp and then get fired immediately after that just for the joy i mean <laughs> you don't even want to do the movie <laughs> no well, i mean yeah i do but... what was the best part of the film dude boot camp that we did <laughs> camp, uh, five yeah. months ago <laughs> that's great well, the start of this movie just features a lot of very fast writing that I couldn't keep up with. 
It was I like so yeah. much information oh, yeah. and it was written so fast. So fast. And I just like, couldn't keep up. And I was like, should I be I paying attention to this? Like, is any of this important? Is any of it true? Or and is this some is, of it made up? I know this made is up. exactly. This is where Chrissy S would have been helpful because like, it's based in like paranoia and like, you know, before the eighties, maybe like what people would have thought or something, but then they just, yeah, it's like revision, revisionist history. And I was glad yeah. that Honduras got a shout out. Usually people don't include it in um, geopolitics is like relevant, but yeah, I guess what I gleamed was like co- the communists that, you know, were taking power in the eighties, they've merged. So like Cuba and Russia has merged and they've invaded yeah. from, from Mexico, which I guess like real NSA agents or whatever had put together as like, that was a, a America's weak spot was that like a an entrance through Mexico. It's like a red wave from Central America. And, right. and I mean, there was a lot of input from, I think it was like the defense secretary under like Nixon and Ford and Reagan. So there was all this input from actually the Pentagon um, for this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there was like this sharp turn into what felt like the opening credits to the never ending story. Clouds. Clouds. And there was kind of like really serious music, but then it also had that sort of like look whimsical. Around. Yeah, this like whimsical. I was like, it's, oh, it's okay. Wild. I, we're going on a journey. And throughout the film, it's like that, like even, you know, spoiler alert, Jennifer Gray's death scene, the song is like really sentimental. So you're just like, how am I supposed to feel about it? Like know. you can't. It's really interesting, and some of well, it is just like a Disney journey, like the music, and but a lot of it's just like sh- sh- one string, one note, and you know, really morose. I mean, before we get too much into it, I will say that this movie was written by a completely different person. It was actually the director of Robin Hood Men in or uh, Mennonites. <laughs> Thieves. <Melbourne>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did um, you say Robin Hood Mennonites? I, <laughs> I Mennonites. pretty much did. Yeah. <laughs> I was going for Meden tights, but then was realized I was going down the wrong, but no, Robin Hood, so Prince of Thieves. So that guy wrote it. It was more oh. of this like uh, yeah. Lord of the Flies thing and very right. sort of anti-war. And then it got taken over um, by this new director, which his name is like Mulius or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, very conservative, very sort of neocon and sort of pushed it in this other direction. Um, yeah, so I think there is sort of some built-in tone shifts that are just there because of such rewrites. But anyways, we get the teacher talking about Genghis Khan and pincer moves. Yikes. And then, and then parachuting. Just, I mean, and that's where I think I, that's just such a, I really loved it though. I mean, it was lovely. It, it was like a kind of a beautiful shot, like. I read that there was no, uh, or I guess there's pyrotechnics, but there was no miniatures and there's no CGI. Like this film, like films them blowing stuff up. And yeah. it's kind of why it's like hyper real. And you're like, oh, like this is kind of yeah. shocking. And the paratroopers, like I thought that was like kind of a cool, like they get into it immediately. Like they do not establish who no. anybody is. And <laughs> well, all of a sudden. This will be a running critique of mine is like they didn't waste any time with character work at all. It's just. No, yeah, you don't know any of these the characters or care about them. It's such no. a quiet film in that way. Like it really is just, and I don't know if that was intentional of like, this is war and like, it's not fun. From people's well, it's like, like Lord of the Flies meets I haven't seen Yellow Jackets, but I just looked at the preview. I mean, there's a little bit of like that sort of like abandoned on an island survivor, lost, silent, a lot of silent sort of like surviving. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, my and, next note was, I wish yeah. this was Yellow Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, they I, do have character development. Um, right. I kept on waiting for it. I was like, when am What's I going to- What's that other TV show where the girls are on the island and and they- Lost. No. The and Wilds you, or something? Yeah. That's I didn't really watch fascinating. that. Yeah. Anyway, similar vein. I did want to give one more level or rating, which is yeah. uh, Sunny's rating, which is our puppy. Um, some of you have heard that you've heard her on the podcast, but- She's, I've never had a dog that watches television and this dog really watches television. And so she has a lot of problems with dogs barking on TV and horses because they're basically large dogs, but she had a lot of problems with this movie in general (laughs) and hated like anybody in a uniform or a costume. I mean, she was like aggressively barking at the TV a lot. So it's just i think the dog's rating is too violent too upsetting for the dog too ma- yeah. too many uniforms too many uniforms um, for one puppy which i'm anybody, gonna disagree with that later. anybody has a dog that watches tv i'd love to talk to you because i've never seen a dog do this before the way she does it's very intense so yeah we realize that shit gets real real quick we have yeah. someone who has their gun pried from their cold dead hands i liked that in in the bumper sticker um yeah yeah which I, I will say, <laughs> That's what I like, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got an elbow into the ribs from Nora when she realized this was a war movie. And she said, I fucking hate war movies. Um, well, this thanks. is a very war movie. I, mean, I thought it was interesting and kind of sad how little gun opinion or gun um, hysteria in as far as like, I need my gun hysteria in this country has changed. But I did think it's like, what a weird like meta of this is exactly if somebody puts a bumper sticker on their car saying like, you, you'll prime, you'll take my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands. This is the scenario they are getting a gun for. It's just so interesting, you know? Oh, right. To protect you from the bad guys. Yeah, like the parachute, like, like right. Also, With machine and, guns and helicopters. And I guess that's why the context is helpful because you're like, they would just parachute, it, like no warning, like no, in the middle of nowhere into Colorado, like, <laughs> And didn't they notice them uh, having those at- artillery there? Like, when did they put the artillery? No, there? they came in on the parachute. They parachuted in as well. Oh, they parachuted that in as well. But, but here's my question that I wrote 300 times throughout this entire yeah. movie. Why this town? <laughs> well, and I, I, I guess at uh, some point over that fireplace, that pilot sort of explains it. Yeah, he does. But quickly. It's well, quickly, quickly and just so much slowly, but I couldn't, I couldn't about, understand I it couldn't still. follow it. And he was like, <laughs> This grill is the United States and like, uh. this is the Midwest. And you're like, what? Like, why? I'm what is happening? Well, I but guess anyway, why to, yeah. this town? It's the middle of nowhere. It's not that many people. Who cares about these I mean, people? I can tell you what he said is that there's yeah. these mountain passes that they had to control, and that's what this was. Yeah, it's very like it reminds Still me of dumb. stories dumb. that I've yep. I heard in Central America of like strategy, like that kind of like guerrilla warfare strategy of like which mountain range are you gonna control and everybody's just like living out there. Granted, it doesn't snow there. I mean, it's pretty tricky to do that in Colorado, but I would also I was also reading that. I guess, um, what is the car? What is it? Camulute? Is that like the name? Camulet? Camulet. Cam- Camulet Cal- is Calumet. Calumet. Yeah, Calumet. And it was originally going to be in Calumet, Michigan, which is an actual place. But then they kind of decided like, well, like st- war strategy wise, geographically, you'd want to be in the middle to like control, I guess, the infrastructure and these passes with the passageways. And so they set it there in Calumet, Colorado, which isn't a town, I guess, except that it is like a, it's like an area that was like abandoned, like it's like a mining town from forever mm. ago, but there's no which like actual town. Allowed them to like just bomb the hell out of it with 
napalm. Yeah, I think it was filmed mainly in like Las Vegas and um, New Mexico. Yeah. I was reading, and yeah, I think they just like bumped shit out of the desert. Uh, so yeah, we we see very quickly these like kids jumping into Peaceways's truck and getting the hell out of town um, as just like shit's going crazy, and then they go to this sort of convenience store out out of town. Um, yeah, just where you have like your like Bass Pro Shop just off the off the beaten track yeah. that has like cereal and canned goods and knives and everything you need. All guns the bags, and, guns. Yeah. Right. Now, like how much ammunition do they take with them? Because they seem to never run out of ammunition. And I yeah. realize they're stealing it probably once they start battling, so to speak. But I'm just like, they would have run out a long time ago. I think you it's that they're they're stealing so much. Yeah. There's so much gun shooting, like an unbelievable amount. It's wild. It is. And they also grab a bunch of Coca-Cola, which is important. Um, Do they get tents and stuff? Yes. I know. So because they don't really show their, they don't really show uh, show us their camp much. They no, show yeah. us like standing around. I'm curious of like, what kind of tent was it? Like, it is cold. <laughs> well, this is only September. I was going to say, you know, we were struggling somewhat to find like, seasonal movies like you know thanksgiving mm. movies and we could have done this one because it takes place like throughout the whole fall really. that's true and winter Until christmas it gets to <laughs> it's february just like, I it's think. just like you've got mail a christmas movie yeah. it's you yeah. got mail a christmas movie i don't know i stopped after november writing down the dates um it goes to feb it, it, it ends in february right and it is mind-blowing because they they escape to the mountains and then i then i like really couldn't keep track of the date because i must have missed one of them because when they go back to the town it's like everybody is just fallen in place like is there this... was no struggle like this librarian yeah. is like Shh, we're, we're not supposed to talk about this it's like they told you that yesterday i guess wait that was a, a librarian like, i thought she was like a convenience store owner i thought it was at the library it was sort of like both Sort of like I, I have a, there's like a two-story Rofo. It was like a Rofo. Yeah, yeah, there's a two-story Rofo. And it's like, this looks like this, where there's like a balcony around it. But there's it. not very much in it. It's like but one the, bottle but of I cologne. assumed they, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it was a convenience store. I, I assumed they were like burning the books because it's like the stacks. It looked like it was like a double They decker. were like shelves for convenience store goods. Oh. But back to that idea of like, I, I wonder how quickly you get a town in line as you're occupying it moving well, forward with like, I don't know. It I must think be you'd have to. Quick. I guess so. And I guess, especially if this has been coming for a while, like if people have like somewhat context for it, because if you don't, it's well, just, that's I feel my like it question. would look like chaos. I have a lot of questions, but like, like if yeah. this happened tomorrow here, it'd be like, do what? they anticipate <laughs> this coming? Like there seemed right. to be a plan to like escape to the mountains. It wasn't like, I mean, there was mm. a little bit of consternation about it, but not really. And then like, why did they leave that dad there at the freaking store? Uh, I do not know because like, they needed it to be a teen movie. It yeah, makes no but sense. like, why would he be like, I'll stay here in the store when I'm going to die? Doesn't I'll make just sense. die or become in a camp. Hey, dad, that's Harry Dean Stanton, right? Like, he, no, no, this is a different dad. Oh, which yeah. dad? That's a the different convenience dad. store. Oh, he's the, owner. yeah. I forget which kid's dad. All yeah. of these, they've Robert's the dad. The one that freaks out that the dad that gets killed, right? I mean, everybody gets killed, I guess. The one who screams, Papa! No, yeah, I don't know. Papa. The one that's screaming, Papa. No, There's it's a lot of Papas and Daddies. And you're like, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. 
You're 17. Call them. It's it really just, quick. I think it's like, it just reminds me of like Shawshank Redemption where like they're like the grown men are like crying for their like mommies at night. And it's like, that just seems like brain, that just seems like just crazy trauma. So you, it just, it really is unsettling to me. I'm I was like, going to oh, say this for my, to- my bummer, but I just, I need to back up a second to this teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like, is he the only black man in this whole town? It's Colorado, so and yeah, he's an educated seen. black man. He's the only one. I don't know why he's there in this town. And then they kill him first. Like yeah. it's really upsetting to me. <laughs> it's like, well, it's also like that, that, yes, that is that is not incredible. they the communists. That's upsetting. The but I mean the yeah. movie kills yeah, the, the sort it? of rewriter director, which yeah, I haven't looked deep into him, but mm-hmm. I think he's fairly right wing. So, oh gosh, well, right, it kind of seems like that. But yeah, that choice is such a uh, is such a so upsetting. Um, but it's also like the choice to even go to school. Like that's my question of like how how surprised is he to see paratroopers? <laughs> and then like, is this just another school day, or you know, well, it's just kind of hard to know. He's about as surprised as someone like today would be to see paratroopers like this must have been some like performance gone wrong they said they were like way off course or something but it's like i don't know there's threat of invasion going on so your first thought should be under the desk in an air raid drill this is it i know right that's the that's the thing that as an audience i felt like like you said bridget like it was so quick that history so and i I didn't i couldn't contextualize what was real and what wasn't so then then you're like, are these people just like, is this just totally out of the blue for them and bizarre and are we with them? Or is this like, this has been leading up to this. I kept having to remind myself that this movie wasn't taking place in like World War II, like 1940s. Sure. Mm -hmm. It just kept feeling like even the way that the guys were talking to each other, it felt so like, yeah, see, get over here, brother. I'm (laughs) a student body council president. (laughs) And you're like, (laughs) it just didn't feel very 80s or even 70s to me. It felt like some sort of relic Mm -hmm. of like the the olden days, Um, maybe because that's, it's so rural or something. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's true. Or we're like, man, um, Leah Thompson's accent. You're like, whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah. That Southern accent. I is just as capable as you. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, That's like sort of like the, stereotypical would, Southern the line. The, the lines are written that way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the they delivery. went from like Nell to like regular teens. Yeah, I couldn't From scene to scene. Out. I couldn't think because yeah. they'd said they'd been traumatized and that's where they were quiet. But yeah. then another scene, they're talking just fine. And so I couldn't get it. Um, and, and this was a bit of the Yellow Jackets um, bummer to me is that, it, you know, Yellow Jackets is obviously a, a predominantly female cast. And the director of this movie casts these men, which the, with the exception of um, Patrick Swayze, I cannot tell apart. Like, yeah. I know Charlie Sheen because I know his face, but everybody right. else. And I know T- C. Thomas Hell too, but there's somebody else that looks just like him. And you're just like, whoa. There's like, several and- boys that look alike where we, the whole time. And even when Charlie Sheen, spoiler at the end, was like in Patrick Swayze's arms. I was like, is that Charlie Sheen? Like, I couldn't yeah. tell. It just totally. like, they all I just couldn't tell who, the, who were brothers. That was, I mean, it's funny that like uh, Chrissy kind of like situates Patrick Swayze as the anchor. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like I can understand what's happening if he's on the screen probably. And then anything else, I'm like, what is going on? And I guess to bring back to Game of Thrones, they at least 
made them all wear hats in the wintertime. So yeah. it was even more hard to tell who was who. Um, yeah. Charlie Sheen's hat. Have you guys seen um, what we do in the shadows? Looks yeah. just like the cursed witch's hat. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like skin and it looks exactly like it. I'm like, that's where got it. Also, whose idea was it to give two of these kids the same jacket? Well, no, I had a comment yeah. about that, but like several of realistic. them had matching jackets. It reminded me of this like, matching game I had as a kid I'd be like stripey jacket stripey jacket you're a pair tan jacket tan mm-hmm. jacket like I think because they stole the jackets from the, sure, from the store like, I mean so it's there's only so many it's, jackets it's realistic but it's also realistic that any movie that occurs between um now and 1982 you'd have three out of the five characters named Katie right but just like don't do that because it's right, so yeah. confusing <laughs> it's it was very confusing <laughs> their clothing so they're out there in the in their campsite and and like they're already arguing about like we're gonna go some of them yeah. are like we're gonna go turn ourselves in right. and it's like mm-hmm. why that's really stupid why and would then you, do? you get this and this is where you learn i guess that charlie sheen and well this is where i learned that charlie sheen and somebody that had brown hair were brothers and you learn that like they're really good at like hunting like i in thought the- Peace ways. Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze. Oh, sorry. Yes. I meant this is where you learned that Patrick Swayze <laughs> and somebody that had brown hair. Because at first, Charlie I Sheen. Him. I know. But at first, I had matched him with another of the guys. And then I was like, wait, is there three brothers? I was just like so confused. Um, but isn't this when he gives the speech about like how they're up there all the time with their father? And so yeah. you kind of. Me and Maddie, that- he was fishing with my daddy. Yeah, and I feel like I would just go camping. I would just keep on going. I I would just, I don't know if my instinct would be to take take up arms. Um, I guess kind of what choice you have a little bit, but I don't know. That made me feel good. I'm like, okay, they could live up there for like a year. (laughs) Sounds like. Yeah, I mean, they live up there for a month, which is kind of where we cut to next. And nine of them, meaning none, uh, nine have (laughs) a, a hint of facial hair, yeah, uh, a that's splash so of dirt. Yeah, it's <laughs> really hard to tell how much time. Not nary like a poop or pee stain on their clothes. I mean, they're out in the woods. Like they would poop and pee on their pants. They all the would. Time. Well, that's why gross. I was so. I wanted them to turn the camera around to see their camp, like the site, and like what did yeah. they come up with here? Like I don't know why the they wouldn't have. It's the cheapest, like sort of set dressing thing that they could have done. Uh, speaking of which, the German title for this is Die Rote Flut. So the Red Flood. Oh, oh. twist. That's what I uh, call my monthly visitor. <laughs> <laughs> flute. I just call mine the Red Flute, which is weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, a little, like a little labyrinth troll comes in. <laughs> It is very woodsy. It's very Lilith fair. You should have just gone straight ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we could oh rewrite the God. Bible of how women got their fairies. It's like a, a whole situation of us answering the wrong questions to a troll, and now we have to bleed. All right. Time. Back so, to this movie so about they, all they dudes decide and they're going to go yeah. into town, yeah. and they yeah. walk there from the mountains, because the car is, like, out of gas, right, at this point, well, or I guess. And they had to, like, pee in it. They peed the in it, and then that just ruined it, or, like, I don't know. I don't know. He, he can't use that car. And so yeah. they go into town, so dumb. Now, how come, like, 
people don't seem to see them I know. when the, the woman who's like, so like handmade yeah. Taylor in the general store yeah. is like, they're looking for you. And there's like a guy right there. Who's just yeah. like, Oh, anybody. <laughs> I know it's like, they're, it's like when you're looking for someone in game of Thrones and there is just like a one sketch artist that did something in another continent. So you have no idea what people look like, I guess. Like you're, you just don't know how urgent it is. 1984. You can't just like walk the streets of town these right. days. Like, in your but blue that jeans. Was, that was what was so hard <laughs> to get a handle American, on. Blue jeans. <laughs> because like Jennifer Grey also goes like riding her bicycle, right? And you're like, what can people do and what can't they do? Like, well, is, she's a girl, so order? she could maybe get away with something. I don't know what, but I don't but know. Then, like, and how do you find that camp by the drive-in yeah. movie theater? And how do you not? That camp has very poor security. I'll tell you what, if people can just talk to people, hang out. It also right. has hang, like a really hang. fake fence that people were like holding up to talk <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, don't lean like on that too much, Dean Stanton. I know. Dean Stanton should have just climbed the shit out of that fence. Well, it has um, the same security that they have in that like library quickie right. mark thing it, where the guard is there, but he doesn't see people like just actively huddling together. It's like, that's not suspicious. And then she's like, we're not supposed to talk about this, but people are disappearing. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And Katie, <laughs> you just then were being a hundred times quieter than she was. Oh, sorry. She sorry. was like, don't, don't, don't apologize. No, like, oh, 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 I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I, uh-huh. I get it now. Because yeah, she was she like, we're not supposed to talk about this. Look around, yeah. look around. But you're in trouble. <laughs> I know. You, also, blue jean. It was really, and then they like, just like, didn't get it. They kept on being like, but like, is it the same amount of ice cream available? Like, yeah. No. Like, you know, where's my dad? Is, dad. is that like, guy out there that I'm pointing to? Is he the one that's going to find me suspicious? Yeah. Like, it's just like every single detail of this world they need to explain to him. It's like, there's been a takeover. Get out of here. Which you knew when you fled anyway. I just couldn't and figure that out. There's this huge like tank battle. I mean, not tank battle, but I just know, they see huge it. battle going on in this tiny village like i don't know who's putting up resistance but now i love me some peace ways you guys know i do but there is a lot of really intense overacting going on now which is hard because i know this is like scary but i don't have any context for it like he's just sobbing so uncontrollably and i know it's his father or whatever but like it just seems really overwrought um This whole, I mean, like I said, I think this is just early 80s. There's some, um, oh gosh, uh, Michael J. Fox movie as well. I'm blanking on the name of it, but um, it's just, there's all these war movies that are just so, so serious. And I think it's also like actorly, it's it's sort of like following off of like the deer hunter from the, the 70s where yeah. it won like the Oscar. And so it's like, we can have these long speeches and you so know- long. Uh, <laughs> Which, and like, I kind of like Deliverance too, which a movie, which I really like. But oh, I like, like, I love Deliverance. I do too. But it's similar in that, like, it's just these, it's really, they really let it breathe. Like there are, um, yeah, just a lot of like either I, it's got, I don't know. At one point I wrote down like, oh no, this is Dune. Cause like, I couldn't <laughs> understand it. I was like, oh, yeah. like when they're speaking, well, two languages that I speak, at least like for a lot of it, but I'm like, I can't follow this even though nothing is being said it was all (laughs) sardaukar you know it seemed like there was like another movie happening behind this movie and like i kept trying to peek to see it so (laughs) i could understand like what was happening in this town but even when they got up to the like the drive-in 
it, it wasn't super clear to me. I was like, is this a torture camp or is it kind of just like a boys club where everybody's hanging out and like around a fire pit or are they getting beat up or are they dying? Like I I thought I heard somebody screaming, but I wasn't sure. uh, There was, (laughs) there was a, a low level of screaming throughout this movie. This movie is just just screaming hanging and like, you're just like, Whoa, like the tone. And part of me thought too, like with the casting of C Thomas Howell, Jennifer Grey, Leah Thompson, Patrick Swayze, and Charlie Sheen, it really is, you expect it's going to be like Ferris Bueller's Day Off too, right? Like if there had been different actors that just weren't even recognizable, and granted, I know these were like their first films and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it was as an audience member now, um, I just kept on waiting for like the jokes. And it almost would be like, even if it was like in a foreign language, like it feels like the kind of movie I would have been like, um, assigned to watch in grad school that was like if you really want to understand <laughs> you sure. know and you're like whoa um like the you battle, really battle want to get Algeo scared yeah yeah what's the uh, end i think so this was just this was early 80s it was just mm-hmm. uh, there weren't jokes in movies here's a question about harry dean <laughs> yeah. stanton yeah is he just old forever yeah. he's was benjamin he like, button <laughs> was he a child and then an old person without any in between like to me he's like always looked the same and i of course cannot help but think of uh what i know him from the most is big love where mm. he plays like the worst like polygamist leader oh man and so every time i see him i'm like there's a creepy polygamist like mormon <laughs> mormon anyway um but boy he's great at just being being this and like when he yells avenge me (laughs) and so he Uh, does uh. this that's why i'm like what are you doing like he at first he just seems like a broken man like he's not even like he he's like i love you too like he's not letting on any emotion he's in this camp and then they're like whispering and they have (laughs) terrible security and then like right when they're gonna get away and it seems to be you three walking away yeah he's like avenge me the three people that were just visiting that live in the mountains it's just like god like <laughs> he screams it and it's like also, just nobody is no one paying attention to this also he gave them like no important information like he just like reminisced about going on the swings it's like there <laughs> must be some sort of important information like there's probably like right. three thousand troops in this town or like you know i don't know Remember when we went on the swings? The swings, we went forward. That's what I mean. He seemed like just broken. Then forward. (laughs) Then back. So then the the next thing is the guy showing up at Mrs. Mr. Manowitz's, Masowitz's, the mess, mess. It's some like house in the outskirts of town. And so how come these people get to live in their house? Uh, There weren't troublemakers, I think. Once again, I think this is what Chrissy sort of alluded to is that they got to the the manifest that said who had guns and that's who they rounded up into. So if you were a gun owner in this situation, you were a troublemaker. But if you were like a liberal hippie living in the the woods with your sweet wife, like baking soup. I didn't get that. You were fine. Yep. Were they just like far enough away from the center of town or are they just assessed as like, I think they just assessed as it not is this is a conservative view of things for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, the I good mean, guys, I, I... the good guys are like gun owners with those bumper stickers. And then the bad guys are hippie liberals in the woods. Right. <laughs> but you're, I... but they're fine and they're not being hurt. I don't know. That's what I mean. But this movie is like, 
this is what's going to happen when Russia invades. It's like all of those hippie idiots will be like fine and brain dead and drinking tea. I feel like that, that the hippie idiots would be the ones who would be like attacked first because they have like liberal ideals or I feel like that, but the director of this movie is like conservative. So he feels that like he's the persecuted class, right? Yeah. Once again, I think because there was this first draft and this huge redraft, there's a competing sort of ideologies that are in this movie Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's what we see sometimes and it's hard to some are very obvious that you can say okay this is this director saying that like guns are awesome and you should have them unregistered and other times you know it's it's a little bit muddier um but yeah so surprise surprise he has two granddaughters in his floorboards under carriage this Under is house. very yeah. inglorious bastard. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, ooh, this scene is almost taken from this. And like, do they have to sure stand in there yeah, right? all the time or can they come out at certain points? Like, maybe they, they have guess. to like, why are they just because they're going to be sort of like ravaged? Or yeah, I think you- so. But then again, to Katie's point, Jennifer Gray is just like skipping around town like doop a doop. In her blue uh, jeans. <laughs> <laughs> blue jeans. Yeah, right. But, but then they do get as the ruse. Yeah, because it's mm. she's every t- time she does it from there on out in the movie, it's to do a ruse to blow something up. Right. Got it. Okay. Um, so they also get a bunch of horses in this. So the two yeah. granddaughters and a bunch of horses. It's um, kind of nice. But then I was like, again, like, wouldn't the bad guys come back and be like hey y'all had a bunch of horses where are they i know they'd be like oh they died you know in I the don't soup know. <laughs> totally oh soup. i guess i was reading that c <laughs> c thomas howell oh my god it is like never ending story um that c thomas howell was like a rodeo cowboy and so he was teaching people how to like handle horses but i mean patrick swayze grew up on a ranch too didn't he or sounds one very but believable. these two people did actually remind me of the never-ending story because I thought it was like those people that lived like yeah, like know, the scientist people, the scientist that live in a people bucket that live in heal a tree. You <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, uh, totally. they also get a radio and they're sort of listening to the Voice of America, whatever it is, in this yeah. wartime. So um, was the whole John has a John's mustache is too long. <laughs> It's like, oh, gross. What a comment. How long is too long? But whatever. It was that a code? It was a comedy like... bit. Um, no, it was a code. Yeah, yeah. And so it was code, but it was like mixed in with public radio. So that, like, it, it's for it, it seemed like the radio is being broadcast from like FA, which is like Free America. Right. To And then this code is to the freedom fighters or whatever of like knowing something, I guess. This, fair, this part felt very Handmaid's Tale slash. Yeah like hunger games to me where there's just like a part of the country that still live in like America. And then the other parts of the country are not. And then Leah Thompson just says, things are different now. And it's like, yeah, what, (laughs) what do you, since when, like, since you got pulled out of the floor or like, like why it was like this profound, like up close on her face. And I'm like, she hadn't talked. She was like silent. And then she said that. And it was like, why is that her line? Like, I know it is a strange. Come on. Yeah. I would say the director doesn't know how to write for women, but I think it's just not knowing how to write for humans. <laughs> like it was like, <laughs> whoa. Before this, actually, I totally heard the line. Um, I think 
I think he says something about the one guy's father gets killed for aiding gorillas. I guess is what he says, but like Patrick Spacey is like, they were eating gorillas, and I heard it like we didn't eat any gorillas. I'm like what? <laughs> like, I, like I just spun off into like, what does this mean? Like, like they were accused of eating gorillas in the woods, and that's why they were being. And then I I, re- mm. I reeled it in. I heard it. I, I rewound it actually. <laughs> like oh, eating gorillas. So they're back up in the mountains, and then a couple of Russian slash Cubans sightseers. come up, sightseers, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. check out the sign. And um, of course, like, I think yeah. Jennifer Gray like slips. And this is about the time that Nora's like, great, you know, this is going to be the women's role the whole time is just screwing things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we we later <laughs> instantly get corrected on that when she just gun someone down with a machine yeah. gun yeah totally well this is and the, she slips right after he's the guy is like translating the sign he's like sight translating the sign wrongly of yeah but like on purpose because it was like no. a bit you know i think he just assumes that this is what yeah it's like going from like the propaganda that's out there or what he right. would assume i wasn't he's sure adding if it was supposed a lot to... yeah so it's just like this seems like yeah, a they're bit. like, you speak English, you do it. But he, he doesn't know anything. So he's no. just trying to save his butt. He's yeah, just no. trying to sound smart or like a yeah, smart. Sound smart. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, I mean, he, if you wanted to trick somebody, like he was, you know, doing the words that they would recognize and stuff. Like I was like looking at it. But, but the sign was all about trees. I know yeah. the sign was all about trees. But I was just like, that's where like the, like, I was like, is this supposed to be? And then when he, that guy gets shot with an arrow, the way he exits the scene is so wild. Like he just runs like, Ooh, like it's just such a strange the way he plays it is so it's kind of actually very real but it's also in a movie so you're like well have a little bit of it. he almost like just falls off of the out of the camera frame and i'm like is this supposed to be funny like i couldn't i don't know it's so hard yeah i don't think anything is supposed to be funny in this movie it's uh, not it's what not about the austin and houston thing but have you guys seen like there's been oh these- that that one actually was i think Oh, right. Because he's American. So it's like, you can joke about that. (laughs) But yeah, but like, I think it's almost like if, if this movie had a very different soundtrack and you took the actual clips and just edited them differently, it would look like a farce. Like it would look like a really silly farce or or you could edit it differently. And I was thinking about, cause they I've seen a bunch of these with succession now. So like succession, but if it it was a rom-com or like if it was, so I'm thinking like you could like that scene you're talking about, like if you put it to some like, it almost looked like hot chats part due with like the Saddam Hussein characters. Or even them talking about the arrow and stuff like this isn't plastic. This is plastic. I know that's what I mean. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't know. It takes itself very seriously. So then, um, you know, we, we see that these, these kids are like violent. They're just violent, violent. Like they're not holding back. They're out for, for blood. So much Dear blood. I had to do a lot of volume turning down in this movie. This, this, the gun shooting was just like, yeah, killing me. It was so loud and so much. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of it. It was just a lot. And, and sometimes like really hard to under, that's where I kind of got lost. I'm like, wait, wait, I kept on like trying to figure out the stakes of each battle. And I guess it's just always the same stakes. Um, you know, I'm like, why are they here now? Why are they there now? Like, it seemed like they were like all ready to take out very much like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves ish, actually, where you're like watching your family members execution and you have like a plan, I guess, but not really. Cause did yeah. they just get gunned down? Then they just watched it. 
I just so, like, couldn't figure out what's going on. <laughs> two things before we get into sort of this montage of all these sort of surprise ambushes is we have the, the scene where the gir- girls don't take kindly to be told to do the dishes, which good <laughs> right. for them. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of have this scene where the mayor, who is the dad. Why is of, he still the mayor? He's is, not. He's just sort of like a, maybe I don't know, he's just the like liaison. Okay, but, yeah. but like, why does he wake up in the morning in this like communist state and like take a shower and put on a suit and tie when there's like people dying? Like, I don't understand how he even gets to do that. I mean, but I think that's the whole thing is they they pick out people yeah. like they as an occupying does. forces find manageable leaders right, need, yeah. or, or someone to control the populace because they're you're occupying this area. So you have this population you need to control and you need people that mm. hopefully were in charge beforehand to stay in charge. And so anyways, long story short, he gives up a bunch of people that then get executed um, while singing yeah. America the Beautiful. That was really upsetting. And then the mayor like can't even get sick watching it. He's does the worst longest gag I've ever seen. That's again, another moment in the comedy where he's like, like, yeah, like fake gagging. I'm like, you just watch like all these people, you know, in your town of 300 get like executed in front of you and you can't even get some real vomit for that. Could y'all place the actor who, or what else would that actor has been in? Mighty Ducks. The mayor. Oh, could be. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know Philip or? Are you uh, yeah, guessing? no. It's uh, he is the lawyer from my cousin Vidi. Oh yeah, that oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, his son Wayne is also Smith. on the student council. I just want you to know that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do like also that these these kids have a lot of time to spray paint their signature tag like all over the town. Um, when do they have time I to know. do that? I guess is my but, question. And it's different colors too. It's like, where are they getting on this? Yeah, like where do they? At the I first, mean, I guess that's like, like convenience store. Yeah, I guess it's like a little bit of time is passing. Like, okay, they're like establishing themselves as like a thing. Um, the Wolverines. I mean, yeah, we get our Wolverines cry. Yeah, and it is an interesting. I will say, like, I guess the tagline to this movie used to be like, um, "There's never been foreign forces occupying like this country," which is kind of wrong because of the War of eighteen twelve. Right. But like, well, also the Aleutian Islands in World War Two. Ah, yeah. Um. So, but I mean, it is an interesting mind exercise of like how you know my familiarity with any of this at all really comes from like central america like civil war and um and occupation and so it's interesting to put that in the context of the u.s of like okay who would the gorillas be and like you know there is it like their high school mascot is that what the wolverines are yeah or Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just like i don't know something like the difference of like reading about it in the new york times when it's happening to another country versus like what would it look like if it was situated here which is an interesting i felt like it was like a really interesting premise for a movie I just, I just wish it had been more interesting to watch. <laughs> um, so we have, I, my note is here. They, they didn't have the budget to show a plane get blown up because they, they have budgets for other things, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a scene like this where they have powers booths plane blows up and he gets shot down and he, he falls and gets oh, found right. by someone. Uh, one of the girls, right? Yeah. I think so. Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess like this guy originally was going to be, the character was going to be very anti-war, like 
He sort of right? is at times. I guess so, but he was was in the military, right? Or he is yep. a current. He's like he's currently in the military. Lieutenant Colonel, yeah. And he's the only one whose facial hair grows. Mm. <laughs> well, and those, I know they're kids. Boys. Not Patrick Swayze. And if you, you would still have something. Yeah, they would all have really awkward mustaches. <laughs> yeah, like they would all have those awkward teenage boy mustaches. <laughs> and just like one patch on their yeah. cheek, on their right like, cheek. The yeah. Sways could grow a beard, I think. And they were, they were very clean shaven and their hair was like guaffed. That was part of the thing. Yeah. So is this, is, so in this scene is where this, this, this guy like makes the, the, explanation of what's happened in the country over the fire pit and then do they make a plan to take out the drive-in is that kind of like the next thing that happens he also explains that like the people that are backing him no one like chrissy had said europe's out except for england but they're going to be done anyway soon i'm not sure i guess they just don't have the numbers and then what did he say like four hundred thousand chinese and then Uh, 600 no he did not say oh sorry he didn't 600 million yeah, he said six hundred million. Also, did not call them Chinese. No, there was a no. What did he say? What he, it was something. Oh, not he said a slur. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Well, he says something about. I thought I don't know. I I heard like four six hundred million from China, uh, and I'll then say it. Like, it's, it's not the worst slur. I'm, it's a slur, and one uh-huh. should not say it. But he said six hundred million screaming Chinamen. Oh, it's yeah. like I didn't. This, uh, oh, I didn't hear it. I don't know. Disney cartoon from the 1940s. Right. Um, but then I think it's C. Thomas Held. It's like, I thought there were a billion people. And it's like, used to be. And it's like, you're telling me that they have killed 400 million people in China? Is that what the movie is in a month or something? Is that what the movie, is that what we're supposed to take from that? It's a, it's a quick comment for something very upsetting. <laughs> if that's true. It's true. It's just like, this is the scene where we kind of like, like you said, Bridget, like from Handmaid's Tale, like you zoom out and you kind of understand like what is going on outside yeah. of this yeah. Colorado town and the world. And it seems like pretty hopeless. Like, like yeah. the world is based, like really Russia is really winning around the world and Cuba, I guess. And then we also see sort of this, I don't know, strange, crush from leah thompson and powers booth which there is go ahead no you go first well how old do we think leah thompson and 14 15 yikes um (laughs) yeah again Uh, i I never saw any of these crushes develop i didn't really they weren't looking (laughs) making eye contact or looking at each other but no there was there was specifically one for these two because they had he dies no or before then and then she's like, I'll miss you. I'll never know love again. Was yeah, like, she Jesus. Was Which, but there was a deleted scene where they like did it. Blinked. Oh, really? I guess there was a deleted mm-hmm. scene between Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray as well, which had oh. think, like, okay, maybe, maybe that was why they hate each other. <laughs> well, that might have helped me understand this movie slightly better. Sure. I know. Okay, my next question um, is where did those matching white snow outfits come from? That's my next question. Because they had like seasonal outfits to wear. Like it was like the fall coats into the winter. And then it was like snow camouflage. And I'm like, where did you get these snow camouflage outfits that all match? And everybody has one that fits them there. They didn't steal them from the military because by the way, I didn't talk about it yet, but I don't, I think it's the Russians or, or maybe it's the, is the Cubans or, but I guess they're from a lot of places in mm-hmm. Central or Latin America, but uh, that 
they were like floral. <laughs> they looked floral. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like dark with these like white floral patterns mm-hmm. on it. I think it was it looks like sort of- like Hawaiian board shorts. Yeah. It's like, what is oh, this fashion statement? No, that is a camo. It's called uh Tigra, oh, Laurel? I believe. <laughs> no, it's I know the one you're talking Hawaiian about. Hawaiian sunset. Hawaiian <laughs> forest because it's very dark but it has these sort of yeah like big big bright white flowers on it yeah i feel like you would be able to do camouflage and blend in in a pack sun if you were to take that over <laughs> Just pop up from where a- did they go <laughs> yeah um so then we get our sort of huge tank battle that's going on where we finally have some of these kids die and when one dies a bunch die cuz yes yeah. yeah yeah oh my gosh he gets kind of chopped and the one guy is just like screaming like some i think i read somebody was like an also a consultant like a wartime consultant for saving private ryan which like that scene kind of reminded me of a little mm. bit but the one kid i don't know what he's supposed to he just freaks out you know yeah like when and is that do you think the direction to him was just like you're on unco- like you're freaking out because <laughs> like, it was like he's screaming like I just kept on thinking about Weekend at Bernie's in this movie for some reason because like I think everybody that's not Charlie Sheen or Patrick Swayze looks exactly like Jonathan Silverman and <laughs> I could see that you know what I mean and it just felt like that guy was playing Larry from Weekend well and Bernie's. Jonathan Silverman kind of has this like 1940s like yeah you could Boy, be a cinematographer totally. yeah yeah and that's why i kept thinking they were in the 40s or a cartographer i guess like that's the uh, uh, saving right private ryan role go ahead I sorry keep trying to think of how to make this joke but to help us differentiate between the characters do you think they should have had c thomas howell uh have his soul man makeup right um, i mean that's where i know c thomas howell from. yeah right. and that's right. like one of the characters is named aardvark i know i think that's know, c thomas howell isn't it or could be i don't i don't know. know and one is named robert but i swore they called him like roderick or rodley <laughs> roderick <laughs> actually the roderick thing does sound because it was like who has this fancy pants name it was around the the drug or uh, the drinking of the deer blood scene mm, when they called yeah. they were like come on roderick oh yeah i was like what <laughs> at this point it would be any turn to me and it was like has jennifer grace said anything? no no <laughs> except for this is a different time. I think that's Leah Thompson. No, it is. That's all the women ever said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, anyways, okay. we have Powers Booth dies as well and then sets off like a, a flare gun to get the tank blown up and he blows up as well. So the adult's gone. And then the comrades have a meeting where they talk about foxes eating chickens for a really long time. That's some, <laughs> that's just something I wrote down. Yeah. Um. And then there was a snow fight. These are just what my notes say. I started to kind of, I was losing it a little bit towards the end, but I did not fall asleep. And I would like to say that for the record. Good, this good, good, Whoa. good job. I know. Thank you. Um, um, so then, then, yeah, yeah. Then we get the, like the little tracking device and we realize that the valedictorian, how do you, I'm like, so you're council. saying it right. It's just like so weird how much they reference this. It's like, yeah, go ahead. The valedictorian. Or the student council president. He's student, student, yeah, sorry. He? He's yeah. student pal- council president. Yeah. Uh, he was forced to swallow a tracking device. Um, real? Do you think? Do you think he's just trying to get out of like being a traitor, or did he seriously have to swallow a tracking device? No, I think like, he seriously what? had to swallow a tracking device. Do you think that would work in 1984? Should figure out like what tracking sure. device. 
I don't know. Sure. Gross. Bluetooth. I feel like it would look like a Walkman. Like he would have to swallow a Walkman. Oh, his, like his a gut was very distended. <laughs> yeah. like, you could see it going down his throat. God. Um, so yeah, the then these like other winter soldiers come and try to get them, but all get just straight up murdered. Um, snow fight. Snow fight. Yeah. And then they, they murder a prisoner and then one of the other sort of dark haired kids uh <laughs> murders machine guns. The, the keen teen teen council president or yeah. whatever. <laughs> teen, teen, teen council, council president. president. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um and then then they're like hanging out in a rocky butte and uh this like truck goes by with rations and drops a bunch off. Yeah. I was I mean it, well, I guess it wasn't a trap but it's like it seemed know. like it should have been i thought the boxes were gonna blow up they even like made it feel like that because she was down there just like stuffing her face with oranges yeah. also you're like you're gonna blow up i don't know it's a little jerky move to be like this obvious trap hey jennifer gray or leah thompson you go check it out um yeah i thought maybe the food was poisonous but like there was, there was nothing so, wrong with it there were so many other ways because i assume like the trap was we'll get them to eat this food yeah. they'll be so happy they'll just chill out by the rocks and then we'll send our helicopters i know um, i see but wait yeah. was that it wasn't a trick right i think that i think that was the trick because how else did they oh. know that they were there because the helicopters like instantly came for them and just started shooting <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, let me send you really healthy food that's going to make you feel oh good. My God. Right. I was thinking, I, was like, I know this is what nobody else wants in the world, but I'm like, this is exactly Oranges? what I would hope to find. <laughs> cereal. I'm like, this is what I would want. This is what I would think was in that box. <laughs> uh, I thought about then- you, Katie, when they were eating all those oranges. I was like, that's Katie. <laughs> and then to show your affection, you drip juice on somebody. You're like, <laughs> totally. like classic Katie. <laughs> showing her love by you drinking know. juice. Yeah. Then we get a bunch of them murdered. I had a little bit hard time figuring out who was left. Me too. I guess four left. Yeah, is I got. this is when I got really confused. I was like, Robert died. Who died? A big plane. Jennifer Gray. Everybody. Did Jennifer Gray die? She wait so then okay yeah. so patrick swayze was gonna like shoot her point blank point, but then point i break. think she didn't want him to give away his location right point break point no blank. she wanted to be she wanted to be shot and yeah. but he couldn't do it oh i thought it was so that they wouldn't find <laughs> and him so instead he idea. gave her a grenade which is oh my gosh i know <laughs> instead how about it's like could you just do this one thing for me how about you do something for me yeah (laughs) have you ever wanted to die by just bleeding out (laughs) because this is the way but i mean it's cool but yeah like god um it's wild um yeah but then like one of the comrades has like this like suddenly am i using that word okay and this i don't know is that our right right thing to say i mean they're like calling themselves that um has like this existential crisis where he's like, what am I doing with my life? I was supposed to be an accountant. Uh, And he sees like Patrick Swayze carrying his brother and he's like, I'll let let him go. Yeah. Get out of (laughs) here. Really? After all this? I mean, he he was- Well, he also says to him, vaya con Dios. I know. Which is the same as Point Break. There's so many similarities. is a prequel to Point Break. It really is. Think about it. Yeah, I <laughs> my know. seat, my seatmate noted that as well. Yeah. yeah. 
in it's my amazing. it's canon this is a prequel to yeah, it's true point break it's true he's the only one that lives even um at one point i guess we skipped into with like jennifer gray is it jennifer gray that says i'm killed jed yeah it's like what i've never heard anybody say that like maybe like again in the 1800s or something yeah i'm killed i'm killed <laughs> it sounds like a fourth grader that's like playing a play like I'm killed. Like, you know, I'm killed. killed they killed me. <laughs> no, not even they killed me. But I'm like, killed. I, I'm killed. I'm killed. I'm well, killed. I guess my guy's killed. I guess. I guess I got. Killed. I'm killed now, so I'm I'll killed. sit on the side. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the lights. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's also such fake snow. Did you guys realize this? Like, yeah. when, when he was looking at that photograph, I'm like, what is that stuff? That's oh, I thought it was ashes. I think it's supposed to be snow, but it looks just it's like plastic. packing patri- yeah, yeah, it's plastic. Yeah. Uh, then the other two escape, and then we get a voiceover of some sort. From and... Leah Thompson. I'm so like, Leah why, Thompson's is, alive. why is she talking now? Like we, like she's been telling us this story the whole time. She's like, and so in summary, the first part of and it. I'm like, you weren't in the first part of this movie. <laughs> Nobody heard your voice until now. Yeah. She, it was like, oh, now we get to hear her like be like, and now everybody's okay. We never saw Patrick Swayze again. They signed the partisan rock. <laughs> the partisan, yeah. The rock thing. I kind of liked the whole, this is like, it just kind of kind of tripped me out of like, whoa, this would be like a national park probably. Or like, yeah. Um, and then there's the American flag in the background. So I guess, I guess like however many years later, however old we think Leah Thompson's voice is, is when <laughs> everything's fine, right? Yeah. At least yeah. they got that Potter part of Colorado back. I guess. Yeah, just just Calamut. Yeah. Um, but then so when Charlie Sheen is like dying on the swing set with Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. um, Patrick Swayze like knows he's gonna die right or he kept on being yeah. like dad's coming but didn't he see his father get shot right hey he's just telling uh, him that to make him feel bad right. is that what's happening i couldn't figure out like if he was delusional or if no i think it was more like Maybe. you're gonna die and you're gonna meet back meet up with dad, dad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how oh, i took okay. it is that like oh too. you're you're gone for your daddy's coming to get you back on the playground where he pushed us yeah. on the swing oh god um so sad but then like he kind of says like hold on for as long as you can like why right well katie you've had first aid training before you know you're not just supposed to reassure people like what's the point in being like you're dying so die like you can try to encourage you're never walking again to have like a pleasant experience but i guess it's like the mix it's like the only time it's okay to lie to somebody when they're in trauma and they're bleeding out you say like you're okay you'll be fine (laughs) right but oh, that's I, a lot of blood. Oh, oh no. But I don't want to be like, let go. <laughs> but people don't you? I mean, you should, you no. should really gave you didn't tell that to Jennifer Gray. You didn't have her hang on for as long as she can. She wants to blow up your back. But like, I guess it was like it just mixed messages of like dad's coming, like you're going to heaven I now. Think he was, you're going to heaven I, now, I but think don't that was the yet. subtext. <laughs> but I think in to tell to make him feel better. He was, they were reverting to being little boys together and they were at the playground. He's like, dad's going to come and push you on the swing. Like, hang on, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, it is. It's extremely (laughs) sad, but I didn't care. (laughs) so anyways, that's the movie. Um, and then I wrote Doug Toby as aardvark. I don't know. There was something about reading the credits. That, the credits were that made also me laugh. Like, oh, those were amazing. <laughs> like the, the credits were so intense. It was like, I loved yeah. it. 
first Me too. murdered child. Yeah. Like the people were credited with the weirdest names. It was like tank driving arm. And the photographs of people did kind of look, make it look like the Spanish civil war or something. It, was like, it oh. did. It was like, mm-hmm. here they were soldiers. <laughs> like when 1984 is like Bruce Springsteen and Madonna. It's not like that's very interesting, right? Like it's it, the world building was interesting because you're like, is it the same 1984 that we lived through? Or is this like a 1984 where like 197 since 1976, there has been this almost like inevitable takeover by Russia, I you think know, the latter. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, questions. Mm. Why was that kid named Aardvark? That's what look like, like one. one crazy summer. Yay ants. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I, I had know. a general at a oh, general why oh, from I Nora, yeah, I, uh, I asked her to sort of narrow that down a little bit more. Um, and I think she had like a lot of the strategy of like, why were they taking over this middle mm-hmm. of the country sort of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, she had a general, a lot of whys. I had a lot yeah. of whys too. Yeah. I get it. Time for Hummers, Bombers, and Oh, All right. Um, we'll let me find my notes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll start with hovers. Um, well, mine, I starting oh, with ahead, the what's, what, oh, start what's with that? hummers. Yeah. Go ahead. We can we can go. We can go. No, dumbers. it's your movie. Um, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll. Let's see. I'm, I had a bunch of dumbers that we we went over. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, here's one. Okay, I think it was uh, C. Thomas Howell when they're visiting the town for the first time. We're doing dumbers. Um, he goes, "There's no one in this tank," and it's just this blown up tank. Yeah, that there would be no one in because it's a blown up tank. And I get that right. it's just setting them up that they're newbies, uh, that they don't know what's going on. And then several scenes later, they're going to become experts. But it's just like, right. Uh, yeah. Such a d- dummo. To right. Which like, is why would somebody be hanging be out like, there? I don't know, a family living here or <laughs> soldiers. Totally. I don't know who, <laughs> like a mouse a raccoon family. Yeah. We was looking for singing like on a banjo. I, I don't know. So yeah, there <laughs> That'd you go. Be amazing. Um, my demer is also like, it's kind of laced with um, some Hummers, but um, Bridget, you had mentioned, um, I did love the snacks that they dropped off and that would have definitely <laughs> been me eating that orange. But I will say my demer is like, the way she's eating that orange is, um, I get that you're thirsty and hungry, but she's already, cause it's Jennifer Gray and she's already yeah. eaten some of the snacks on the road. So she's not like, she can probably control her hunger. And I'm just going to say, if you've got limited food, peel the orange because you get all of it. If you're going to eat it like a lemon wedge when you're taking a shot, you don't get it. Like you're, you're wasting yeah. like yeah. half of the orange. So I thought nutrients. that was dumb. Yeah, totally. She better, my, go back. she's my... better go back and skin it is all I'm saying. <laughs> Mine's a dumber to the power of Hummer. Um, which is like, I don't know if it's the guy that got shot with the arrow, the sightseeing Russians sure. yeah. or the guy, if one of them got shot in the back, but he goes to the to the truck to like call the different one. Yeah. Oh, different. But he climbs into the truck. Like if you ever see a toddler, like try to get in the car and they always climb in backwards, they climb in backwards and then turn their body. They stand up and then they like turn around. Like a banana. Yeah. I definitely noticed that. Yeah. I was like, 
you're, why are you spinning around in the chair so much? Why you that's what I mean though. It's almost like it was comedy. But I could not figure out what's going that's on. That's what I'm saying. If you played that with it, he was, it got in yeah, backwards totally. and he like slid around and then he faced front again. And I was just like, dude, just sit in the car. You're okay. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why it's got a little hummer to it because again, if it was a comedy, that would be really funny to me. Uh, bummers. Um, mine will be a more general one. And I respect the acting of some of these people mm-hmm. um, in other movies. Um, you know, Charlie Sheen, he was good in Platoon. He's been good in some other stuff. Uh, Patrick Swayze's great in other things. Yeah. Um, but I, I like beyond like one or two people, I think Powers Booth did a good job, but no one in this movie acted well. It was all just yeah. really bad and it sort of bummed me out because there was a lot of talent and I get that they're at the beginning of their careers but they should have just done better yeah (laughs) um in the acting realm do better Uh, do better (laughs) act act. yeah yeah so my my obvious bummer is too many guns too much violence that's (laughs) my many guns too Too many many guns guns. I just kept writing that it's too many guns for me I have that a lot but I'll go with the fact my bummer my real bummer is I didn't know that Patrick Swayze could make that like chipmunk noise with his teeth um oh yeah and like that we didn't get to experience that until like late in the movie and like never again in his acting career as far as I know and like what a skill what a talent what an interesting noise to make with your teeth. Um, I'm pretty bummed about it. That's a really good bummer. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I share like widely held like the 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 vi- the violence and the acting and um and a little bit like I was okay, so I was gonna say that my bummer was like that the the gender um ratio wasn't flipped, but frankly, not nobody was developed. So I don't know if that would yeah. have helped anything. Um, so I think we're gonna make my bummer the fact that like that part of Colorado is just be- like the Arapaho Basin and stuff is like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it is a bummer to me that this, whatever that situation going on, the war is really um, ruined hiking for everybody, <laughs> like hiking and camping. Like no one can do it. Like I, Aww. my escape would be to the woods. And if I was them, I would just camp in the woods and just go, you know, like 120 miles and then just be there. And maybe you can like live there. It's just like a bummer. I'm like, oh man, even the people that are in town now can't go hiking in the woods because there's like these, this gorilla activity. <laughs> so anyway, it was just bumming me out that they, they could enjoy the ski? nature. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. That's like a basin, I believe. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, you guys, I knew you'd get skiing into this pod somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you could get out of it. it. No. It is like, it is I thought we were going to watch a skiing movie this whole time and then maybe watch this anyway. There's still a lot of winter left. <laughs> a lot so of winter, a lot of um, So Hummers. Hummers. Um, I've got an obscure one and then a more generic one. We get double Hummer before I have a chance to Hummer. That's what I'm going to say. I want to go last. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. My specific obscure Hummer Uh-oh. is that radio frozen okay, in good. the freezer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What is that? And I'm thinking like, does that just thaw and work again? Cause like sometimes your phone doesn't just thaw and work. I mean, I guess it's not the same kind of technology, but I'm like, that's pretty smart to do that. And then I'm like, I know other people probably hide like money and stuff in their freezer. And then I'm like, why am I not hiding more things in my freezer? Just in but case. You think it would work? That was my question of like, it's electronic. Yeah. But like, let's say, well, I don't know if it's going to work. 
but they were like, great, this will thaw and work. My guess is they were like heavy duty. They're probably the like best. heavy duty radios that are supposed to be able to get wet and wet, stuff. So, so it doesn't matter. I if assume, it was a wind up radio or, or a Could solar be. radio, maybe, but Could like be. a battery radio, I feel like the implements would, would get yeah, the solenoids. That's a word. But you guys right? don't just to tell me, or you do you have to tell our whole audience, like, would you keep something in the freezer that you don't want people to find? Like if somebody breaks into your home, like they're not going to go for the freezer unless they're like the Grinch. I did in Peace your- Corps. That's where I kept my money. Yes, that's what I did. Thank well, you. Well, it was in my fridge, I think. Keep it. Um, chilled, I was like, I know there was a time right. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, we one of our former roommates used to do that. I think hmm. we'll talk about it off the pod. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, like credit cards or something. Interesting. Huh. Or who used to do that? Anyway, yeah. I mean, you okay. can. I think like credit cards and money, but I yeah, don't, I don't think electronics <laughs> or jewelry or yeah, yeah. Dead um, ferrets, so, like that girl from yes, the gym. Exactly. We've, talk, we've talked about it, but you know, I had to bring it up. Seven smoking jackets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think my, my Hummer, um, is going to be Jennifer gray actually. Oh. Uh, Cause I really like her and I wish she was in more. Um, and, uh, there's, there's a couple of different things. I mean, she's eating that orange. So great, but you know, also the dumber, <laughs> but it's the scene where she's running back to them. Like she's running away from the Russians and she's actually running yeah. kind of like, she, I think she's running, she's doing that or somebody is, I don't know if it's not double, but it's like somebody's actually running and then they pop up out of the ground. Mm. Um, and I thought that was cool. Like, that's kind of fun. Cause I was like worried about her. Cause I was like, I, this, the ratio was right. You know, like she was running fast, but those guys were going to catch her eventually. But then she got beyond the boundary, which I thought was kind of fun. And then, and then I kind of thought it was badass the whole grenade thing. Like yeah. I liked, I liked that her last act because she was dying anyway. I would have liked, I would have rathered her survive than Leah Thompson maybe. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Jennifer. Gray. I wish she would have like said it because I think that was her plan. Like, because uh, she asked to be killed and he wouldn't shoot her, and then he gave her the grenade. But he, she should have like been more active yeah, and like, yeah, that it was. Let her... me take one per- more person out. Totally, because that's, that's a like point. a trope in movies, and I think her character would have. Yeah, I liked I liked yeah. that. Yeah, I liked that the women were, you know, badass. Okay, my my quick one is just going to be Powers Booth. I thought because I thought he was the one person who could act, did act mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, but the, my real one will be the presentation about wolverines and foxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in the background, there was just poster boards <laughs> with so many animal facts. Yes. Um, the preparation that went into oh, that man. of just... <laughs> all this stuff about animals uh it was amazing and there was like one side thing that was actually about tactics uh and i just loved <laughs> loved imagining the preparation that went into this yeah. presentation um <laughs> that's awesome and yeah I, I sort of i enjoyed this actor as well i think he was like a russian translator for the cia and he reminded me of um I'm going to blank on the actor's name, but the guy oh, who yeah. played Oberon for in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Pedro Pascal. Yep. Thank you. I liked um, him, too. Yeah, I was reading that he didn't need to really do Russian training because he yeah. already spoken. Um, I mean, I will say it is really cool. The fact that they they didn't they did it like they didn't have these guys speak um, English with Russian accents or English with Spanish accents. They did have them speak spanish with russian accents and vice mm-hmm. versa and i mean i was like it was you were really in the world like this was i don't know this was not a performance that was like easy on the audience <laughs> you know they weren't like trying to dumb it down <laughs> right no there was a lot of no text. they were not um, yeah all right um outfits 
Oh it's time for outfits. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, Philip, I, I'll talk about your outfit. Okay. Um, I enjoy your, it looks like you've taken, it's not maybe appropriate, but I'm just going to, because you're it wearing is. it. Yeah. But you took mm-hmm. a dish towel from your kitchen and then it looks like you put a sweatband around it, around your head, sort of creating this <laughs> oh like God. very what not in good. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, um, but I'll just leave it at that since you were, you're wearing that <laughs> headpiece like that. Um, and then, uh, you're wearing, uh, a shirt that says, uh, why are you Russian? And <laughs> um, it just has like <laughs> pictures of like Jennifer gray running away. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> very says, funny. Why are you Russian? That's awesome. Um, uh, Bridget, I'm loving your, like your head headwear, which is, is it powers booth? Is that his name? Yep. Um, his like, Most of it's a name by the way. Yeah, totally. His like kind of wild helmet with like the jetted out, like the white mm. kind of the star Wars looking helmet, um, that they kept on that grave, I think, which is like, mm. take it with you, but, um, <laughs> it's war. Uh, but I like that you have it. Um, yeah, and then I you. like your shirt, um, it just looks like a 1984 like um, version of like a, a Tampax box that just comes in all sizes and it's just uh, uh, super regular and red flute. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like Thank you. Um, red flute is accurate. Tampons yeah. look like red flutes. <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, this one is going to be very much cribbed from the movie, but uh, <laughs> you are definitely representing that that parade vibe that was going on of just sort of a, oh, a yeah. very fashionable, like white raincoat sort of cinched up at the waist <laughs> and then just tight pants. <laughs> and you've got just a lot of style going on. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was so perfect. Um <laughs> And I'm going to leave it at that because I've got nothing to add. It's just go back and watch that part of the movie because I was instantly mesmerized. I thought they were going to follow that guy more in that costume. Yeah. You're just really giving it your all. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, it is interesting. I would have, I mean, you know, it's not a comedy and it's not meant to be an enjoyable film in that sense. I think it's supposed to be like, this could happen or this is what this would look like Mm -hmm. if this happened here. Um, so just kind of more of a dystopian future, I suppose. But it was like, it was like all of the parts that I wasn't interested in. If this did happen, it was like, just like you're violent, doing your just... for real rating, Katie. Oh, we can get into it. Just, Should we yeah, get it? Go for it, Katie. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, shoot. Do no, it. no, no. Phil, you go first. <laughs> no, you can, you're, you're in it. Do it, do it. Trust oh, me. Oh, yeah. geez. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't really know what I want to say about it because like, I, I wrote down, it's like, I am this um, tone and genre of film is shocking me. Like, I just like, didn't really understand what we were watching. And I don't dislike this type of film. Like I said, I think I mentioned, like there was this movie called Battle of Algiers that I watched in grad school. It was just kind of trying to say the same thing. Cause like the whole point of this movie seems to be like, or at one point of like the two opposite fi- sides. It's like, what are we doing to each other? You know, like where the guy, the Via Dios guy just lets him go. Um, so I feel like I appreciated what it did and it's not like I like it's it's like not a bad movie I don't think but I don't think it's like good enough enjoyable to watch to be good like slash for real and it's not bad enough to be like it 
you know, it's not a joke at all. <laughs> so I guess I say, I guess I'll say it's not for real only because I think like with some character, character development, it's almost like the characters were in it too much. It's like, are we watching just war footage or are we actually following people? And I think that's where I got lost because I don't want to say it's just not for real because I think like, I think it's a worthwhile, like watch almost, but I don't think it's for real, man. I just blathered. Phil, you should have gone first. <laughs> no, Katie, you're doing a good job. And you, yeah. you stopped what you were saying, which I thought was really interesting that like the parts of the movie that are not supposed to be the parts that are serious about this movie you were enjoying or something like that, which I thought was an interesting, like take, you were saying that at the beginning. Oh, right. Like I wanted to, I wanted to know more about that parade. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know more about like, what is going on in town? Like, who is this guy writing to? Like, what is actually going on? Like they oh, do that have these... guy's melodramatic, like childhood <laughs> letter. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I was but, a boy once. Yeah. And so they, and sometimes like the breakdown scene of like what it's like to like basically kill your best friend that you play little league with, like that stuff, like it's in there for a minute, but it mostly is artillery. It's yeah. mostly sounds of shells hitting the snow. And it's a little just, oh, I, you know, it, it's like, they're building this interesting world, but they're not zooming in on the parts that are like interesting. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to so, go first? And then I can be the tiebreaker. Yeah, so we'll switch things up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was good gotcha with that one. you got me uh no i don't like this kind of movie and I, I mean, i've watched plenty of war movies this is like too weird because it's like it's more like at home war it's like home holly homemaker war it's like if you're forced to do war against other people who are organized and you're somehow better at it. I don't know. I don't like war at all. I don't understand why any of these people care about fighting other people. I just want them to stop. Um, and I think like, again, I, it just was so violent and so loud and so aggressive. And I was excited. Like Chrissy said, I think the cast is extraordinary and I think it's yeah. just like such a great interesting group of people to watch. And I kind of like at the beginning of this movie, when they came off that truck and they went into the high school, I was like, Oh, I can do this. If it was like yeah. more about that, but that was like the end of normalcy, like but that was, of, like that was like the only end two of seconds of normalcy. Yeah. Right. And then it was just, or I wanted to know more about the campsite too. I was like, right. the survival aspect of that is very interesting to mm -hmm. me. What was happening in town was very interesting to me, but we never totally. got to understand those characters or learn about them. Instead, we were just like battle after battle after battle. Um, and so that, that was kind of a bummer. So I'm going to say it's not for real and yeah. It's not, it's not, I don't know if I'd even recommend it. Cause I just, I can't, I don't, I don't know what I would say yeah. if I wanted to. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely coming from a place where I love war movies. Mm -hmm. um, I do. I don't love war movies from the early eighties. Um, mm -hmm. They're very self-serious. They're <sighs> long over dramatic. I think I, even like the seventies as well. Like I referenced the deer hunter. I don't, enjoyed the deer hunter it's like four hours long and just a lot of talking um it's yeah so it, it it has that component of it like you're just gonna get seriousness to it i definitely agree with the whole thing of just they doubled down on just action scenes all the time and it got 
monotonous, <laughs> although it, it became funny every time they busted out an RPG and just rockets, rockets, rockets. Oh my God, um, there's so they, many rockets. So many I will rockets. say it looked, I mean, they were like shooting them off, I guess, because it looked yeah. very real. Yeah. Because even the person, you're telling the person that was carrying, is probably a stunt man that's like, whoa. Well, they, they even <laughs> you know? like killed, had it kill a guy who was like creeping up to kill them and the exhaust right. from the rocket got the, got him. Um, I mean, part yeah. of it must have been that like the effects you know, they did all of that. There was no mm-hmm. tr- camera trickery. So like maybe at the time, like as violent as it was, like maybe it was more impressive than now you're like, I get it, man. Sure. And I also think if we had watched this back in the day or if we'd watched it with Chrissy, uh, we would have yeah, a totally. better feeling about yeah. this. Uh, but I, I think because we're missing that all of the special effect or not lack of special effects, all the practical mm. effects. Um, and you're just left with, no character study yeah and i think what they sort of did a disservice to themselves when they remade this if they'd done it as a series where you can really get into all the details of what life was like right in the town what life was like in the camp um who sleeps in what tent you know i know are they just switching each night you know do they are they spooning do they have keys in a basket like who's snuggling who i know they were spooning because it was so cold cold. during filming i know show Um, us inside the tent just show us i was reading about frostbite frostbite i was reading that it was at the time or maybe it still is the coldest films it was like negative 30 and it seemed like it was god miserable that's not fun especially they said the swing set scene was like negative 30 or something oh come um, on yeah i know i keep on saying this but like it really did it kind of reminded me of assigned reading which it, it, it's like i wanted to watch it but i needed an assignment of like okay sure let, <laughs> like i need to write an essay afterwards about like the horrors or war or or like the perspective taking or like you know war strategy or something because it just felt so dry yeah. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's not it's so funny like i i i don't even think i put it in the quadrant of like don't like I just think it's not for real, but like, I was intrigued when I was watching it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and like, like what I said, like, if I didn't recognize the actors, I think it would have, I would have been able to get the tone quicker because the whole time I was just like, what am I supposed to be taking yeah. away from this? Sure. Um, yeah. I, I also had like a course in college on Vietnam. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to my uh, final decision, mm. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. Sorry, yeah, I hadn't yeah. said the words yet. Oops. Um, it's for me, it's not for real. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, I didn't see it back in the day. I don't have an affinity for this era of war movies. Um, I think if you had watched it, uh, you're still gonna love it. As Chrissy said, I, you could tell that she loves this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I get where that's coming from. Yeah. But I think if you just haven't stumbled upon this yet there's other ones that have just a more playful vibe. I love late eighties movies like red scorpion or commando or just any of that sort of where it has a little like more goofiness to it. Mm. Um, And that, I mean, that's a very personal take, but yeah, not for real. Yeah. Sorry. Here's what I say. I just, I wonder how Chrissy S feels about it. Cause I, like I say, I keep on comparing these other movies I've seen, but what I do like this kind of war movie in that, um, I think this sad truth is, is like a lot of times war is either violent or boring. You know, it's like, it's not fun. (laughs) People aren't interesting. (laughs) Like it actually just sucked the whole time. So I appreciate that level of like, what I did like about this movie was like the score wasn't all the time. Like when you were watching like planes fly in, like it wouldn't, 
you know, music isn't going to tell you how to feel about it. So I did like, I liked that it was almost like war mumblecore. Yeah. But the thing about war that was missing is that there are these, like it's humans who are doing this and it felt very, even the people who were getting executed and stuff. And you just like, don't really know who they are. And I'm like, I'm really sad and creeped out by it. And I'm throwing up when that mayor isn't, but (laughs) we just don't have Mm -hmm. enough info it's like it yeah it like subtracts the humanity it's like these teen boys are more important than anybody else in this town and that's a bummer that yeah, yeah. that's a bizarre choice yeah and it's sort of the perspective of this movie is definitely saying that hey war sucks but it's awesome to do is mm-hmm. basically the message that they're going which this they there was so much input from the military and pentagon yeah. and they pushed it to be a pg-13 because they were going to use it for a recruiting uh process I for can't getting imagine. people into the military that's so wild that this would be recruiting because it just looks miserable everything about it, it mm. makes, come and meet your best friend who doesn't talk come makes on. armying <laughs> look really really easy because these guys became experts i know that's mary the other james thing. you know yeah no kidding ready for this the song yeah. of the movie let's do it okay, here we go yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. If only they broke into dance when she was like squirting oranges on him (laughs) and they're like, it's time to dance. Do you know why I chose it? Dirty dancing, right? Well, it's dirty dancing, but uh, I chose it ironically because I didn't have the time of my life. You should have chosen what was the song that Patrick Swayze like wrote for the movie and sang? Himself? She's like the wind. Oh man, no, but I mean, uh, I still love that song. I do. Yeah. Love dirt, obviously, King. love dirty dancing, and I love this scene, and they're so happy together. And I, there was there wasn't a lot of that happening in this movie, so it just. I'm eager to read more about like what was it about the filming of Red Dawn that like turned them again. I just want to know more about it. This movie had a lot of trivia associated with it because they put. Swayze in charge and he was sort of like ordering people around like anytime there's a boss you're not gonna like the boss and it was it was sort of that it's hmm. like a Philip Zombardo experiment well thank you Chrissy S yeah thanks yeah. so much it was, thank you for an amazing so much information in that intro it was intro. great yeah it was lovely Again, the bummer of all bummers is that we didn't just um do this uh uh, Christmas, like Hallmark Christmas movie style with Chrissy S. We'll have her pick out another one and we'll watch it on her like back porch. So. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.